turn that down a little. All right. All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 78th number of Psalms. Seventy-eight number of psalms, and we're going to we're going to start reading at verse one. It says, "Give ear, O my people, to my law; incline your ears to the words of my mouth." I will open my mouth in a parable. I will, I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, now I want you all to, to while we're going over this, I want you all to think about what the writer is saying here. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in, their sight, in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zon. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lusts. Yeah, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? 
Everybody hear that? And that's the mindset of people. Their own disobedience brings about their drought and they blame God for it. Their own disobedience. Can God do this? Yes, he can, but not for you. Does everybody understand that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Wasn't satisfied with water. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. Does everybody see that? God thought so much of the people. That, now that means literally what it says. What they were eating was angels' food. And yet they've still found a reason to gripe and complain. Let's go ahead and keep reading. He sent them. Man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven. And by his power, he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their what? Their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust. But while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this, they sinned still. They did not repent. They still sinned. Everybody see that? And believe not for his wondrous works. Therefore, now pay attention. Therefore, their days did he consume in vanity. In other words, all of their days, they were going nowhere were not advancing in their lives. No matter what they did, they could not get ahead. That's the way that looks today. He'll consume you in your vanity. Does everybody understand that? Now, let me, let me just give you just a clue of what this is about, what we're talking about today. This is God's answer to the discussion last night. Can God provide us land? Yes, he can but not to actors and hypocrites. Does everybody understand that? Your credit ain't got nothing to do with what God can do for you. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so this is God's answer to that discussion, to, to set our minds right Let's go ahead and keep reading. 
Therefore, verse 33, therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in what? Trouble. And when he slew them, then they sought him and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God, their redeemer. But listen, nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. And that's the name of this message, the flattery of hypocrites. Actors. Does everybody understand that? The flattery of hypocrites. They halfway know how to repent when God get on them about something with their mouths. But look what that says. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart. Everybody see that? Was not right with him. God don't care what you talking. How you walking is what he's looking at. Does everybody understand that? He don't care how you cry around him. He don't care how you serve him, how you worship him. What does your walk look like? That's what's closing doors. Does everybody understand that? For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. <laughs> in other words, they were not convinced that his word was the truth. And so when they went home, they lived a different life. And <laughs> they thought they could fool God. They thought they could fool God. In this same book, God calls out people and said, you think I'm like one of y'all. Because I haven't struck you down yet. You think I've just turned a blind eye to what you're doing. <laughs> you know, this is a wake up call. I thought I was going to preach on something else. And I thought, well, this is just to be a warning. Then I go into the message. But the Lord let me know, no, this is the message. People need to be warned. And they think I'm one of their play toys. <laughs> and this ain't for nobody out in YouTube land. And just in case the devil take our minds there. The Lord is here to give a stern warning for hypocrites. Hypocrites are not in the world, they're in church. There's no such thing as a hypocrite out in the world. They're doing exactly what they want to do. But the hypocrites are the actors in church. In the, in the old days when people acted, they had faces. A smiley face and a sad face. It depended on what character they played. And this is thus said the Lord. Some of you got so many faces, you've forgotten which one is really yours. Does everybody understand that? And this is his word for you. You better pick a face and stick with it.
Let's go to the eighth chapter of the book of Second Kings. My prayers are that we'll really hear it today. And I pray we really heard what the Lord just said. Some people act and, and got a face for everybody. And they've played that game so, so long until they don't know who they are anymore. They're just whoever, whoever they're around, that's who they are for the moment. And let me make this clear. The Lord ain't talking to the sisters necessarily as much as he is the men in this ministry. Does everybody understand that? The eighth chapter of the book of Second Kings, let's start reading at verse 7. And Elisha came to Damascus, and Benedict, the king of Syria, was sick, and it was told him, saying, The man of God is come hither. And the king said unto Hazael, Take a present in thine hand, and go, meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? So Hazael went to meet him, and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, Forty camels burden, and came and stood before him and said, Thy son Benadad, king of Syria, had sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover. Howbeit the Lord hath shown me that he shall surely die. And he settled his countenance steadfastly until he was ashamed. And the man of God wept. And Hazael said, Why weepest thou? Why weepest who? My Lord. And he answered, Because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Everybody see that? That's a sad and horrible place to be in. To be a man of God like that and to know the hearts of people and to know that their own hearts have fooled them. And they really think with their mouth that they're serving God <laughs> and think that at home they're hiding from the man of God. That's a bad place to be in, to see people come to church uh, with two masks. That's not a good place to be in to know people are on their way to hell and they don't know it themselves. <laughs> God will divide you in sunder and give you your portion in hell. Didn't we read that before? That hypocrite is going to be split in half. However many faces you got, that's how many parts of you is going to be distributed in hell. It's time to <laughs> pick a face and stick with that one. You pick a face and stick with it. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so look at what he says. And Hazel said, Why weepest, my Lord? And he answered, Because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Their strongholds will thou set on fire, and their young men will thou slay with the sword. 
and will dash their children and rip up their women with child. And Hazel said, but what? Is thy servant a dog that he should do this great thing? And Elisha answered, the Lord hath showed me that thou shalt be king over Syria. In other words, yeah, you're going to do it. Ain't no use in you playing with me, Hazel. That's in you. I don't care how you try to pretend right now. <laughs> yeah, you are a dog. In other words, an unbeliever. It's in you. Does everybody understand that? Look what, look what happened now. So he departed from Elisha and came to his master who said to him, What said Elisha to thee? And he answered, He told me that thou shouldest surely recover. And it came to pass on the morrow that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it over his face so that he died. And Hazel reigned in his stead. Elisha showed him what face was really his. You're a killer. And you're going to do harm to the children of Israel. No, I'm not. That's not. Yes, it is you. Does everybody see that? And if you keep reading, you go on to the 10th chapter of the book of this same book here, you'll see he was doing everything that Elisha told him he was going to do. The next day, he went home and killed that man. Now, he didn't put it off a week, and some of you will leave church today and go right home and continue to live the raggedy life you've been living. Even after you've heard this warning, Because you've gotten used to your faces. You're used to them. Do they understand that? Let's go to the 21st chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to start reading at verse 28. Let's start. Let's back up to verse 23. It says, And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, whence was it, from heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. We don't want to answer. 
because we got too many faces. We try to please God and we try to please men at the same time. So, no, we're not going to answer. I can't tell you why I am in the Lord right now. Because <laughs> I really ain't anywhere. And I'm telling you, <laughs> if you can't say where you are in God, I can tell you you're not in him. Does everybody understand that? And look at what he says. Look at what they says. And he said unto them, neither tell, you, tell I you by what authority I do these things. Everybody see that? And that's one of the reasons why. You think about it. That's one of the reasons why people can't get an answer from God. Because they have no answer for him. They will not make a choice and decide I'm going to stand on this wall no matter what. And because of that, prayers go unanswered. Does everybody see that? They had a legitimate question. By what authority are you doing this? And he said, well, let me ask you a question. And that's what God is doing today. What face are you going to decide to wear? <laughs> so now you understand a little bit better. Verse 28, what we read from here. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. Everybody see that? That was a command. Go work today. These weren't strangers. These were sons, people that are in church. Son, go work today in my vineyard. Verse 29, he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And went not. Everybody see that? Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They said unto him, the first. Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And this is people all day, every week, coming, sitting right in the seats you're sitting in. I go, sir. I'll be obedient, except I'm not. Ain't, ain't got room to repent because they're wearing the face of I'm going to be obedient. And but their heart says I'm not. That first one was better off than the second one because he, he kept his face. I ain't going. He was up front. And, you, you know, we could sit around. We've had people over the years come to this ministry and just felt like for whatever reason, I don't, I don't feel like this ministry is really for me. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, people have come and decided, no, nah, this, this is not for me. And they go to wherever their heart is. 
They're not the hypocrites. You are. <laughs> They're better off than you are. Because their body is located where their heart is. Does everybody understand that? It ain't enough for you to leave Egypt. And then your heart still be there. You to come out better, stand there. That's the reason why people go forward and then backwards, forward and then backwards, forward and then backwards. Because their heart is still in Egypt. And God told me to tell you, any fool want to be out of bondage. You don't get a, a, a reward for wanting to be out of bondage. But there's a big difference between wanting to be out of bondage and actually wanting to go into the promised land. So everybody got enough sense to cry out when they know they're in bondage. I don't like my life where it is right now. <laughs> and God may even step in and do something for you. But that ain't enough. Not when your heart's still in Egypt. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, people that have come and gone is better off than the people that are still here and acting. Because at least they have enough, at least they may have a, 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 an idea in their mind, I need to repent. But you can't help, if, if somebody called me just out in the middle of nowhere and asked for directions, I have to ask them, well, where are you? So that I can direct you to where you want to go. If they say, well, I don't know where I'm at, then how can I help them? You can't help people that don't know where they're at. You can't help people with more than one face. <laughs> and I'm telling you, uh, we better stop playing with God. Some of us have said things behind the scenes. I'm telling you, I feel sorry for some of your wives. They have said things behind the scenes. And, and you think you're going to recover from that? Not until you repent. Does everybody understand that? Your wife ain't going to tell you, but I tell you to your face, you're an actor. Your life proves it. It don't take God long to bless his people. Does everybody understand that? So we read about all of the blessings that God did for the children of Israel in the book of Psalms. All of those blessings, how he just laid it all out for them. And they still found something to gripe about. The problem was their heart was in Egypt. They weren't going to be satisfied until they actually went all the way back. And, and I'm telling you, and, and this is a warning. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't going to be here next year. Not because I put you out, but because your heart is set on Egypt. I, you wonder, what, what, what is God waiting on to bring the harvest? He's waiting on all the whole old heads to die. Does everybody understand that? God don't want to add to foolishness. No, he's not going to add to that. And I ain't going to have to, God done set your, some of your hearts. God have set your hearts. <laughs> well, you done played for so long, you don't even know what direction you're going in. He done set you up just like he set up Balaam. Go ahead and go. <laughs> go ahead and prophesy. 
except I got an angel standing in the way to take your life. But you've played so many games, you don't even know that. I'm telling you. <laughs> you ain't got to stand before God before you realize I was telling you the truth. This, I got better things to do than to fool y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, we better get right with God. We need to make up our minds. I'm going to serve God with my whole heart. Does everybody understand that? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter how long you've, you've been around. God is not impressed. God is not impressed with the fact that you walked out of Egypt. <laughs> Any fool will walk out of Egypt if they're bound. But what did the word of God tells us, tell us in the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians? With many of them, he was not pleased. And he slew them. Because they chose not to continue on. Isn't that something now? And I don't know what preacher you've heard before you got here. But I'm telling you, <laughs> this, this Bible don't, don't lie. God means what he says. Does everybody understand that? And so last night, that conversation about the land and all of that, that's, that's all good. But where's our heart? God is not going to establish you. That, that's the reason why most of you don't own your own land yet here. Because God is not going to establish you in this place until your heart is established with him. What does God look like opening up a door for you to buy property here? But your heart is in your home state somewhere. Is he a fool? <laughs> so we have to you, you think about these things. When the Lord spoke that word about it, it's God's will for everybody to own their own property here. He meant that. And so but in our hearts, we challenge him. So God, where is it then? Your property is where your heart is. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? No, you don't call God out about like his hands are short. Does everybody understand? <laughs> and we're going to put this on YouTube for anybody else that want to move here. When you come here, you make sure your heart come with you. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? It's <laughs> time for us to check our hearts. And let me tell you why God has given such a stern warning. Because we'll keep playing these games and after a while, we will be begin to blame God as if he lacked. Where, where is the power of God? 
Where, what is, where are all the miracles that I heard about? And before we know it, we'll be them blasphemed. Because God, his, his hand isn't short. He's our power. Does everybody understand that? There's nothing that God can't do. But, but if he ain't doing it for you, then who's the problem? Listen, if God have done anything for somebody else and you're waiting on him to do it for you, then you need to ask yourself, what's the hold up? You are. Not God. And you ain't got to spend the next 10 years blaming it on God's timing. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? We can find all kinds of scriptures to, to blame it on. Except our own lives. And the fact that we're hypocrites. Does everybody understand? Actors that just haven't made up our minds yet. I'm going to go all the way. I'm telling you, it don't take a lifetime to get saved. It don't take a lifetime to change. You see what he, what he told, said about the children of Israel in the book of Psalms? They're stubborn. Stubborn. That's one of the faces they wear. And God don't want you to be that way. Do you know if, you, if you're not running full speed with God, you become a liability to his kingdom? Do you know how, how it make God look? The fact that you've been here for years and ain't got nowhere, you become a liability. That's the reason why he cut those dead branches off. You're a liability. You're making the whole tree look bad. And I'm telling you, <laughs> some of the folks that left, they got more sense than some of you. At least they know, well, let me disconnect my, myself from this tree. Because if God cut me off, I might not be able to get back. So let me just remove myself. Does everybody understand that? So no, you don't have to sit back and, and, and think about the people that's done left. <laughs> they better off. Does everybody understand? I hope we can see that in that story. They're better off. They're not acting. They're doing what's in their heart to do. Whether it's right or wrong, whatever it is, at least they got one face. <laughs> Somebody with two faces, God ain't going to talk to both of them. I'm going to talk to the real you, but a lot of times you ain't going to hear it. Because the one I'm talking to, the face is off of you. You, you playing around, see. So my prayer that we heard what God had to say today. You get right or get left. Does everybody understand that? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for what you spoke to us today. And God, we ask that you will help us to take heed. Lord, 
Lord, we ask that you show us who we really are. Not what we pretending to be. Reveal to us, Lord, the times we've gotten off. Lord, we pray that you will sincerely, Lord, help us. God, we ask that you will be merciful to us. Don't turn your back on us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to follow you with our whole hearts. Help us, Lord, not to be a liability in your kingdom. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we've played with you. For the times we've willfully disobeyed you. Forgive us, Lord, for casting a bad light on your name. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we've backslidden. Help us, Lord, to make up our minds. And, Lord, if you've set us in our hearts to do anything contrary, Lord, we ask that you will reprogram us so that we can follow you, Lord. Lord, we plead your mercy. We know, Lord, in your word that you're long-suffering. Help us, Lord, not to do despite unto your grace. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Joshua, go stop that. All right. That's all nine.